millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Yes, last week we took a week off um, because or certain somebody had recording issues with the system, <laughs> yeah. aka Jason had recording issues with the system. <laughs> that is me. Um, so we we couldn't record last week, but uh, we're back. We're back at it. Uh, so yeah, today we're going to be talking about the same thing we were planning to talk about last week, which is top twenty-five players in the league next season. Who we think the top 25 are next season not saying who the top 25 was last season it's a projection so um you know that's going to be important for the premise of the podcast and we're also going to you know talk about some news some stuff like you know lebron james dropping 42 how cool that was in the drew league yeah you know little stuff uh deandre Ayton getting maxed his con- contracts getting matched um and uh, also, people talk about the KD trade situation, which is uh, something Chris definitely wanted to talk about. Yeah. So, also, you know, that DeAndre Ayton, you know, listen, I was for sure. I was like, I mean, when he came down, you, you heard about the DeAndre Ayton thing, right? Where I think they the, offered him $133 million, the Pacers did. Uh-huh. And the Phoenix Suns had 24 to 48 hours to match it, right? Mm-hmm. They matched it quick. They was like, we're going all in. This is our guy. This is our future right here. You can't have him. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Because me personally, I was like, uh, you can skip to the loo and out the door. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But I guess I don't know. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I think the I think the Suns were just trying to hold him over under the table and be like, oh, you you really want this money? Somebody else has to give it to you first, and we'll match it. Yeah. And they were just waiting because there wasn't a lot of teams that had a lot of money. I'm surprised that it was the Pacers because they have Miles Turner. It doesn't really much make sense for them strategically, but you know they're, they're bad franchises. Do- oh, okay, they're gonna move Miles Turner. Probably okay, so. well, I I guess I, I you know DeAndre is not that special of a player. I think they still want to trade KD, try to get KD, but they just don't have the assets. So you know that KD trade's really interesting. Yeah, so I, what I was thinking was, like, it wasn't, like, for sure, like, true that they were going to trade Miles Turner, but I was thinking that would be the only way you would make it work. You, like, you bring mm-hmm. it to Aiton, you, you would get rid of somebody to, to make space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that Turner and Hill would be on the chopping block. Yeah, I could see that. Those two are definitely two trade assets that I think a lot of teams would want. Those two are really good players. And all they really need is money. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think about the Kevin Durant uh, trade? 
Uh, <clears throat> so I can't be biased, right? Because mm. we've been in this situation before, right? James Harden, beginning of the season, he plays a couple sure. games, forces his way out of Houston. We've been we've been here before, you know. And mm-hmm. last time, what did I say? I was very critical of James Harden. I said that this is bad for business. This is bad look on him. This is bad on the Houston Rockets. It's just bad, bad, bad. And I'm going to say the same thing. He has four years left on his contract right now. Four. I understand you may hate it there as much as you may hate you, Steve Nash. You may not like playing with Kyrie no more. You don't like that you don't have a chance to win a championship. You don't like the fact that people are looking at you like, oh, you should be a leader, but I'm actually a Robin. I'm not a Batman. You don't like that? Fine. You have four years left on your contract. This is the contract that you signed. Nobody signed this contract for you. You have to stay and play the basketball. Now, this is where, you know, Adam Silver, I think he came out a couple of days ago. Maybe it was last week. And he said something along the lines that, you know, we need to put the focus back on the court, you know, and not the players forcing their way out of the, I mean, off these teams. And that's where it's going. It's going to, like, all of the media now is, like, we don't even look at what you're doing on the court anymore. It's just, oh, you're trying to leave? That's our big story now. It's not, like, I mean, the summer league is going on right now. I mean, I know it's not probably not the most exciting, right? But these are young, fresh stars, and they're look, these are the people they look up to. Kevin Durant, the LeBrons, the Kyries, the Currys. You know what I mean? The um, Draymonds, the Clays. These are those type of caliber of players, Giannis. They see Giannis. Giannis is going to be a hometown faithful forever, pretty much. I think he's going to stay there as long as he can. I don't see him leaving. But then you have like these other big stars like Kevin Durant, who's just like, I don't feel like I don't feel like I want to be here anymore. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm gonna request a trade. Kyrie signed. Kyrie signed. So is it Kyrie or is it the team? I need to know. Kyrie signed. He signed his extension for thirty-seven million. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like what where we're gonna end up heading to, and I feel and like I hope not. But there's going to end up being, this is going to be like, <clears throat> the risk is going to end up being mitigated. Meaning that they're going to somehow, some way, force players, you know, to stay on the team for their entire contract. Because it's just not fair. It's just not fair. It's not fair to the team, the organizations. Like, I understand there might be discussions behind the closed doors where, you know, the team may be, you know, you may not completely understand or agree with whatever, but you sign this contract. And that, and the, th- the thing of the matter is that it's very selfish to try to leave a team because this doesn't just impact your team and the governors and things like that it impacts the entire league plus the players that you may get traded for so like now you're me- you're messing up chemistries now like everything's getting messed up when you get traded to a different team look at James Harden I mean like yeah it might it might have been a great fit you got Ben Simmons out of there that's one thing you sent to Brooklyn but still it's just it's just not he forced his way out. He said that, okay, I don't want to play with Kyrie no more because I don't want to play halftime. I don't want somebody playing part-time. You know, whatever it may be. If you Have you had, had you stuck around? Would it have been a big big difference? Who knows? That That's like in hindsight. Me, personally, I feel like he should... I feel like, you know, if there's going to be a trade, it won't happen till either after the All-Star break or they're going to find some way before the season starts to try to... to, to I guess you can't make him stay, but it's going to be something that's going to be like, okay, this is going to be a change in the rules or something like that. And they're going to have to talk to the Players Association because so much power has been given to the players that you might have to dial it back a little bit because now it's just like it's getting out of hand now. This is this is this, the second season in a row where a marquee player in a franchise has forced their way out of a team.
I I feel like we've disagreed about something like this before. Possibly. It, it, here comes round two, I guess. Um, you know, I am on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. First things first, I could never see the Players Association giving that up. That I wouldn't, I not in a million years would they give up. Oh, we have to stay all the way through our contracts and can't, you know, threaten to sit out and stuff like that. There's loopholes in every contract, but that's beside the point. I think I view the league of the NBA a little differently, and the reason why is I think owners are selfish. I think owners, most owners, don't want to win basketball games. I think they want to put people in the seats and make money. Mm-hmm. I think this all happened, and I think a great example of this and why Katie doesn't trust anybody and why he controls his own destiny is because the Oklahoma City Thunder didn't want to go in the luxury tax and pay James Harden $5 million more million in contract negotiations. And ever since then... He has not trusted the front offices for good reason. Because people don't want to pay to win. They want to pay to put people in the stands. Yeah. Look at the the Phoenix Suns. I remember reading Steve Kerr's book and they he had he had a trade trade players while he was with the G, the the Phoenix Suns GM just to move off their salaries. It was not about winning. It was about salaries. It was about not being in the luxury tax. Do you remember how much organizations fucked over players with the Isaiah Thomas situation? When they lied to him about his hip and they didn't really tell him the full truth about how much more hurt he was going to be by playing throughout the playoffs. And then he gets hurt and he doesn't get that max contract. And he's never made the money that he should have got. He was in the top five of the MVP ranking that year. Yeah. That's the Boston Celtics. That is one of the most well-known organizations in sports, basketball-wise. Bas- only There's only a few. The Golden State Warriors care about nothing other than winning. They, t- they take care of their players. The Los Angeles Lakers. You remember when they paid Kobe Bryant all that money when he was like 33, 34? And by the time he was 38, he was still making $40 million while averaging like 15 to 13 points per game. That's called taking care of their players. Yeah. Right? They do that. The Miami Heat. The Miami Heat take care of their players. The Miami Yeah, look at you, UD. They, they take care of their players. They don't. They don't do stuff like that. Most of the NBA. The, look at the Dallas Mavericks. Look at all that time Dirk was sitting on that bench. He probably wasn't good enough to be in the NBA in the last three years of his career. But Mark Cuban's a good owner. He cares about winning. He cares about culture. He cares about the players. So you know what he was doing? He was paying that man to stay on the bench and enjoy playing basketball for all the time he gave him. Eighty mm-hmm. percent of the NBA is not like that. Most of these teams want to be in the middle of the road. Look at the Knicks. Look at the, you remember all the bad things that we've heard about the Knicks owner. That's yeah. they he they love to be in the middle of the road. These teams don't want to be in the luxury tax. Some of these guys don't care about winning basketball. They only care about money in their pocket. And for the players, they have to protect themselves against people like that. Yeah. They have to protect themselves against the people who don't really care about winning, against the people who don't really show intention to try to win. And ever since that James Harden thing happened, he has lost faith in good organizations except the Golden State Warriors. He has lost faith. And it's good reason because 
anybody with a reasonable basketball mind would have probably t- said, man, James Harden's got more upside. Why wouldn't we met $5 million more dollars? But because of the luxury tax, it would have been more than $5 million because of, you know, how the luxury tax works and luxury tax is like more of a percentage on the money that you have as a payroll as a team and that $5 million would have been more money than just $5 million per se because it's hard to describe but it, without going into depth. But... You have to understand that most of these teams, man, don't give a flying fuck. And the reason why they're trying to put out that narrative and why they're trying to say those things is because they hate it. They, 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 most of these guys get one guy like Donovan Mitchell. They get one guy, they draft him, they feel like, oh, you owe me because I developed you. You owe me because we drafted you. You owe me because we're your home. And that's just not the way the NBA works anymore. These guys are mobile. These guys have learned from the past. They learned from guys like Charles Barkley, who stayed with the Philadelphia 76ers for way too long. They learned from guys like that, that stayed on their organization for way too long, and they never got a ring, and nobody cares about them. Guys like Bob McAdoo, who played, you know, for the the Clippers of the 60s, which is the, the Royals, the Buffalo Royals or the Buffalo the Ro- something. The Royals, I think. Yeah, in the 70s, where he's averaging 30 points per game, and, you know, he's loyal to a team, but the team's not loyal to him to put in great talent around him, right? Like, the people have learned from the past, from the people, because everybody talks about rings now. It's media's fault. (laughs) Everybody makes the rings debate, so it makes all these guys overstep and overplay because, oh my gosh, Skip Bayless is ripping LeBron James when he went to 10 files, has four rings. Oh my gosh. I don't have any rings. I need to go. Look at James Harden. James Harden has, like, James Harden is ring chasing at the end of his career because he couldn't do it in Houston. And everybody's saying, like, oh, my gosh, you're, you know, look at Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson's not viewed as, like, one of the greatest shooting guards of all time, top three, because he's he doesn't have a ring. Nobody cares. People, you know, it's just the ring debate, the legacy debate. People have learned from the past. Players have looked at the past and said, oh my gosh, if I don't have rings, if I don't have winning, if I don't have success, my team success, then I don't get anything. I don't get any credit. And look look at most of like the off, look, look at the careers and look at the people that you see on TV. Most of those guys have won rings. The people who on ESPN, John Chibillis used to be on ESPN, you know, Richard Jefferson's on ESPN. Like, these people who are on studio usually have rings, have had great careers. It's rare. Look at Scottie Pippen, who was on ESPN for a while. It sells books. It sells, mer- It sells. you know, being on stages after you're done playing basketball. It's it's all a strategic game, right? And you know, it's just about building your legacy and the owners get in the way of that. It, I mean, there's probably a thousand players like Kevin Durant that had a team make a stupid decision like not holding on to James Harden in Oklahoma City Thunder over pinching pennies, and they never had their story wrote. They weren't Kevin Durant-level players. Nobody ever cared about them. Like Guys like Dave Bing played for the New York Knicks in the 80s, not really remembered. I, you know, look at, look at Kevin Garnett. Look at Kevin Arnett. Kevin Arnett played for the Timberwolves for like 10 years. He's the greatest Timberwolf ever to play. But he doesn't have his jersey retired because the odor treated him so badly and the relationship's so torn. Like, these owners care about nothing but money. 
So anything that these players want to do to write their own legacy and choose their own destiny is f perfectly fine with me. Because I just, I'm very pro-player. I completely disagree with you, Chris. I can see the pro-player debate. I actually agree with everything you said. It just comes down to the fact that <clears throat> you, it's, I would say that if there is a special something, you know, special situation like that, like where there are, you know, it's a problem with the front office. It, I wouldn't be such an advocate for Cat leaving. I wouldn't be such an advocate for Donovan Mitchell leaving. I wouldn't be such an advocate for all these other players leaving because I said this multiple times on this on the show. You know that I'm like, you, these guys should leave. They need to get rid of these people. These people in the front office need to be fired. I wouldn't be such an advocate for it if I didn't believe in it. But I'm saying that if there is a special situation where it's like, okay, the front office is terrible. They care more about this. This is not. This is not a winning culture. They've been put the right pieces around me and things like that. Then I will be completely okay because I can see that. You know, you can see that even without even knowing what's going on behind closed doors. You can look out at the court and see that, and see, mm -hmm. oh, this doesn't. I know how basketball works. This doesn't work. Why you have all these big guys and you have cat? You know what I mean? Like, why do you have all these small mm -hmm. guys who got to take it to the hole and you got cat? You know what I mean? And he's supposed mm -hmm. to be dominating from down low. That's like having Giannis and not putting shooters around him. I'd be like, Giannis, you got to mm -hmm. go. They don't. They don't understand how basketball works and how it works to win with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if there is a special situation like that, then I would be like, leave. Fine, leave. But that's what I'm. But the thing is, though, that I don't see that. I, like in this situation, I don't see that. In the James Harden situation, I didn't see that. James Harden wanted was ring chasing. He wanted to go over there, and he forced his way out. I, that's why I immediately got on him. I was like, that's a terrible decision. I think that's bad for basketball. Right now, I'm going to say this is a terrible decision. I think it's bad for basketball. Kyrie at least wasn't going to sign at first. You know what I mean? He's at the, he's at the end of his contract. No matter what you may say about Kyrie, don't care. He was at the end of his contract with Nets. I don't care what happened in Boston, what happened years ago. He was at the end of his contract, and he had to sign for his $37 million. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. He thought about leaving. That was a thought that came out. Boom. I want to go to Lakers. There's a couple other teams I want to go to. Fine. He was at the end of his contract. I'm saying you shouldn't force your way out with four years left. 
and it's and I don't see the problem. Besides Steve Nash, if you want to say that, but I don't see the problem. I don't. I don't see. I don't see I, the problem. I would say GM problems. I would say GM problems because, I mean, that guy started trying to pinch pennies with Kyrie and caused more issues than there needed to be when they could have just gave him his money. But you know what I mean? But that's, 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 that's like, one thing I will say is that there's a lot of, like, me a spin to these things because we mm-hmm. really truly don't completely know what happened with True. that like cuz he was mm-hmm. going to he wasn't going to get a lot of money anyway because he played half time so they like he's he's technically a liability whether whether mm-hmm. you agree with the vaccine or not he's a liability he played half the games and then played all of the playoffs and they didn't go anywhere played all the four games in the playoffs and didn't go anywhere you know what i mean so like he's technically a liability so i mean like him them being a little bit cautious on that I don't I don't I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. The thirty seven million he he got he got a lot of money for that. I mean shoot, I don't have thirty seven million. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. And mm-hmm. I like what I like I said, everything else aside, Cavaliers, Boston aside, right now, twenty twenty two, he played his entire contract out and was thinking about leaving and then you know, and signed. He still signed the extension. This is a four-year extension you're coming up on, and you're 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 like now you're holding all the teams up right now, pretty much because we they don't know what you're gonna do. And th- and then the thing is that the fact is that with these players, you know, forcing their way out and stuff like that, and making it known because it becomes it becomes immediately media attention. Boom! This is the big thing right now. Kevin Durant, one of the biggest marquee free agents. I mean, not even free agent, one of the biggest marquee players right now. He wants out. Now you now the team's like, I don't have to give you nothing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna leave. You you see what I'm saying? Like again, they're asking prices high. Of course. Fine. It's Kevin Durant. That's a walking thirty. I get it. But no, the team's like, I don't gotta give you nothing. I don't have to give you anything. He's gonna leave. But if you make if he has to sign, he's gonna leave. He's gonna leave regardless. I could just wait and get him cheap. You know, I guess this is probably just the future of the NBA where these big stars like this, you know, if they don't like something about the situation and they feel like they want to go, they can just go no matter what, no matter when it is. Because you could put any 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 anything a GM wants to do. If let's say we talk about the player association and the player association the owners are like, Oh, you have to stick with your contract. All Kevin Durant has to do is say, Oh, I have a back injury this year and I I just back injury and he could just sit out the season. There's loopholes to everything. Yeah, right? All you have to do is act like you're hurt, come up with some lie. And sit out the year and say, oh, my injury will go away when you trade me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the, the the owners can do nothing about it. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And you know what? If NBA players want to do that, then look, if you, you are treating the player that badly, where you, when you are not doing enough to show that you want to win, to show that you're ready to win, then it, it's an issue. I understand they put the talent on the team because, yes, did they have James Harden, 
KD and Kyrie. And do I, if it was I, me in the situation and I was Kevin Durant, I'd be coming back to play because I really feel like everything fits around me really well. Yeah. But that's just me, right? And, you know, my negative would be, bro, Steve Matt Nash might have the all-star team, but he probably could coach us out of it to the point where the WNBA could probably beat us in five-on-five because he's just going to coach us so terribly. Like, it just put us in so terrible. I can understand because Steve Nash is really bad. When you ask Patty Mills to guard Jalen Brown, you you suck at your job, okay? <laughs> this is pretty simple. Um, and they didn't fire him. So, you know, I can understand to a certain extent where I would be a little discontent and be like, yo, either I go or Steve Nash goes. And trust me, Steve Nash would leave, <laughs> okay? Look, I, that's what I would be pulling. But, you know, it's uh, – it, there's something there. There's something he – you know, he's – I agree that players – I think personally players should always have the choice and ha- always should have the power because they should control their own destinies because we've seen players get fucked over by organizations too many times. Yeah. And it's just the reality of the world that m- they are money hungry. But my opposite on this spectrum, while I agree to a certain extent, is I disagree that KD is making the right choice. I think he should be making the power play – with Steve Nash saying he needs to go. There's a lot of coaches out there that just an average NBA coach can go in there and be fine. And, you know, it's it's one of those things, man, where, you know, he is just so caught up in the narrative. It's sad because it's it's just the Curry narrative. It's, it's all about the Curry and the Golden State Warriors winning without him. And now... People like us are like, man, Steph Curry really was the most important player in those teams. He does equate with the winning more than Kevin Durant. We both thought that. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, he just just wants to stab back. And he's just – he is the most emotionally immature NBA superstar of the past 50 years Mm -hmm. where it's just – he's not – doesn't have a strong enough mind to just – Wipe out the noise. Yeah, he cares way too much about what everybody else is saying. Way he needs that LeBron. Much. He needs that LeBron James mentality where I just I cut everything out. What, oh, Skip Bill's fuck you. Like eh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> right? Like you know that's that's you know KD's KD's got that. Uh, he just doesn't have the mentality as all with all of his gifts to just make his own decisions and. Uh, <laughs> He's just, he just, he's, he's like a leaf, a gust of wind, and he flies a different way. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I, it's, it's hard to see because I'm like, they, they, like everything that you wanted, you pretty much had. Mm-hmm. It's just that it just didn't work out, and he was like, oh, it's time to go. Because, because really, truly, I think that if. Einstein is definitely twenty twenty, right? We already know he requested this trade. Like it's pretty much going to happen at this point, whether it's now or later, it's going to happen. He's probably not going to play. Mm-hmm. I feel that if, um, I, know, I lost my thought a second. I feel like if um, not if James Harden stayed, but maybe if they would have made it, a, if they would have made it a little bit further in the playoffs, it would. No, I got it. I feel like if Curry didn't win the championship this year, he would have signed no matter no no problem. <laughs> you are so right. You are you are literally so right. 
<laughs> He'd be like, eh. I'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> if, if Cherry didn't win the championship <laughs> this year, he would have signed. If they would have lost to the NBA Finals with all the hate that he would have gotten, oh, you guys can't win without KD. He was like, yeah, they can't. Yeah, yeah, see, they can't win without me. <laughs> I'm still the most important so player on the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted mm-hmm. to change the narrative, so suck it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 KD, man. KD is. It's it's crazy how much growing up with modern media has changed sports. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I, uh, these guys can't hide. I'm sure in the '70s. Larry Bird could have go walked around in Boston and be like, "Oh, who's that random tall white guy? Like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. You know, in Boston and Magic Johnson. I'm sure Magic Johnson in Los Angeles, you know, is superstar. But I'm sure there's some areas where have been like, oh, that guy's tall. I wonder what sport he plays. You know what yeah. I mean? I wonder if he plays for USC, UCLA, you know, the Lakers, the Clippers. I don't know. You know, he's just probably in this area. You know, Magic can enjoy, enjoy his." You know, some peace and quiet and just, you know, I'm sure there's parts and towns where, you know, at a beach or the places that are secluded. Yeah, it's where you could just find some peace. But with modern media, okay, you could be at a beach. You could be with zero people around you. But there's a hundred thousand followers on Instagram telling you you suck. Okay, yeah. <laughs> trust me, trust me. As as Chris and I are people who put up content on the internet, like trust me, we understand there is no hiding for people that just want to tell you you suck. Yeah, like we we make a joke all the time about saying Rudy Gobert's name is Gobert, and the first thing I see on TikTok is you guys can't say Rudy Gobert's name. It's not Gobert, dumbass. Like, like it's a comment. Trust me, it's there. Like it's <laughs> it, the people are ruthless. Like yeah. it's just you. It's just the reality of the day, man. And I, I just, you know, it's just, it's, it's just a different, different league, different era. Con- technology and, and the internet changed everything. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. His KD is just a result of that. Yeah. Social media is just a blessing and a curse in the NBA. Period. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. a blessing and like so it like allows people from all over the world to be connected to their favorite person, yeah. their favorite player, and follow them. And, oh God, he ate cereal this morning. Perfect. I eat cereal too. <laughs> you know, like yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. But there's also yeah. a curse in the fact that you have a bunch of people now who can tell you uh-huh. <laughs> that hey, I don't like you <laughs> every day. Like literally, mm-hmm. they can have it in their notes copy and paste mm-hmm. it every time you post something i don't like you i think you suck i don't like you i think you suck. like that's you give the power to people to judge you and for there to be such an extense yes. magnifying glass on your home yes life. yes ron can't go to the gym and shoot and put up shots without a camera being there and yes Chip Bayless like jordan wouldn't have missed none of that that's just that's just the one he made <laughs> like <laughs> back there was a video i saw on instagram today of mj airballing a three and it's viral on the internet or something like that like yeah. it, it's just it's just the reality of the world man mj never had to go through anything like this no no dear goodness could you imagine when he quit to go play baseball he literally would not have been able to breathe everybody would have been around him all the time you're like you quitter you quit like you quitter would have been a comment that you would have seen at least a thousand times on instagram alone like it's like the hate he would have received oh my goodness 
you 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 think a little no yeah that would have been insane and the the funny thing about it is that you know one guy that we i really like is will chamberlain right because mm-hmm. one thing that's funny is like the modern internet the good is we could see lebron james playing in the drew league and see him drop 42 points right but it used to be like true. legend be- <laughs> yeah there used to be legends where Will Chamberlain apparently when he was 16 or 17 was playing in a random pickup league in Pennsylvania and he had these ridiculous stat cards with those like 70, 30, 10 blocks, something like that where it was like all these stats and he apparently like put in a fake name like his not real name in, into it because he was not over over the age of 18 he was lying about his age and mm-hmm. like these like crazy highlights of him doing crazy stuff like these guys wouldn't have been able to hide like that today like if will chamberlain if the t- top 16 year old player randomly starts playing with a random aau group they'll be like oh my gosh that's Jalen green bro that's Jalen green i think that's Jalen green like if Jalen green was 16 Jalen green was that guy when he was 16 like it was this guy's it's just so different so different yeah there's no hiding there's no hiding from the media man when the media (laughs) the media knows everything and that means Mm -hmm. that the people who follow the media know everything yes they have the power it's, to judge at the click of a at the click of a button. They can judge you. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. It's it's the reality, man. Think it's about this crazy. for a second. They burn LeBron James jerseys in the yeah. social media age for I leaving. <laughs> you don't think I they would have burned yeah. Mike jerseys for leaving? Like, even oh though he God. did give y'all he gave y'all rings, you don't think he would have y'all would have burned jerseys? I mean, look, look. I know there's some blind witnesses. You like how I did that? <laughs> <laughs> blind witnesses. <laughs> blind uh, yeah, witnesses. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> blind witnesses. I mean, I know it's a LeBron thing, but I know there's some blind witnesses because that's what I like to call people who just can't see any wrong with LeBron James, whatever. Anyway, I know there's some blind witnesses who's like, we wouldn't have burned no jersey. He was the greatest player of all time. <laughs> now, you telling me at the top of his career, if he was just like, nah, I'm just going to go play baseball, <laughs> you don't think they would have been like, they would have been after in, in, in Chicago? Chicago? <laughs> You know that they would have burned jerseys in Chicago? Let it <laughs> burn, baby. Let it burn. Up. What? <laughs> <laughs> you would think, like, come on now. If if Jordan didn't stay all like his entire career, except for like the <clears throat> the Wizard days, which you don't like to talk about. Um, <laughs> if he would have stayed, if he would have stayed his whole career, his whole his whole career in Chicago, if he didn't do that and left some time in the middle. Even though it's the 90s and everybody's more, you know, uh, loyal to their team. Whatever. Anyway, if he wanted to stay in his whole, his whole career in the in Chicago, let me tell you. If he would have came back, he would have been booed, booed, <laughs> boo. <laughs> like, just like Le- the same type of treatment that LeBron gets now would have been MJ. Mm-hmm. Everything's under a magnifying yeah. glass. Oh, he had a five-point game. Oh, he's not the best player in the world. I think it's magic. Mm-hmm. But nobody gets under the magnifying glass like that because social media wasn't around mm-hmm. in that age. You had papers and paper boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bro. Social media is no joke. Yeah. No joke at all. It would have been rough. When Very he did rough. that, it would have been rough. Yeah. He would have went into hiding. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Good one, now. Dear goodness. 
You, you like, oh, Kevin Durant leaves. He gets called a cupcake and everything. Like, we got <laughs> cupcake a memes and a snake on all these memes. You, you think you think that was something? He left a team to go another team. He didn't leave to go play another sport, okay, in the right. same city. Right. <laughs> he didn't, like, trust me. Trust me. If it would have been around back then, that man would have gotten crucified. He For wouldn't sure. have been a, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a chance. Not a chance. Come on now. He would definitely got crucified. What? Bro. No chance. There would have been no hiding from Mike. Yeah, it's different. It would have hurt his shoe sales, too. Mm. For sure. Mm -hmm. Come on now. (laughs) Media, like, the media has all the power nowadays. No, that's going to be it. I, I'm Jason Collins. And I'm Chris Muhammad. We're the best winners. Peace. Out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.